All right, Michael, let's do this. I appreciate uh, you recording this episode with me. I'm excited to, to go over a few things here. Um, for those that are listening, you probably don't know who I am, or maybe you do actually, because it's going to be on, we're going to do this on the E1B2 podcast. Um, so you, you probably already know. This is AJ Vaughn. Uh, typically, you know what, officially actually on this podcast, I'll do it ad hoc here. Should I change my name to AJ on LinkedIn? Uh, why not? Why not? It was a good moment, too. Because don't I always say that? Mm-hmm. You're right. like, uh, I'm Anthony, but as soon as we're friends, I'm going to call you AJ. So why not make everyone your friend? Exactly. Um, but for those that are listening, this is the first time officially you've been on the podcast here. Um, tell everyone who you are. We have a, a, a very accomplished young man. Uh, my fiance was just raving about him. Um, I'm impressed by him. I've known him. It has to be three years now, right? Plus, yeah. Right. Um, so he's grown. And uh, yeah, so take it away. Tell everyone who you are. Hey, everyone. So my name is Michael Ogusanya, CEO, co-founder and chairman of Mindstand. If at the beginning of the pods, you've heard a voice that's talking about the culture report, that's been me. I'm 24 years old from Maryland with Nigerian roots, and I've built Mindstand to help measure company culture. And I'm a guy that doesn't let things um, just pass by especially when I see things, I'm very observant. <clears throat> so when I saw workplace culture and DEI as a topic that's influencing a lot of people, you know, it has to be where opportunity meets preparation. And when I saw the, the experiences I had in workforce development and the opportunity where tens of millions of people are entering the workforce, I knew I could throw a ring, throw a hat in the ring. So I built Mindstand alongside two other amazing co-founders, Eric Solander as their CTO, and Nikita Wooten as our chief data scientist to help unpack what company culture looks like. You know, we've grown this from a dorm room hackathon all the way up to meeting with executives from Facebook, Meta, Intel, and more. And it's all centered around the idea of workforce innovation. How can you better your company using data that defines you? And it's been an amazing journey, including us working and collaborating with content leaders and people who care so much about this space and care so much about you. So thanks, AJ, for having me on. Hey, Michael, I got something to tell you, brother. If um, if my stand for whatever reason doesn't work out or you get bored or whatever, I think you you should be try to uh, to become a president, um, some sort of government government official, um, a poet. Um, has, has anyone ever told you like you naturally speak very well? I got a little poetry in me. I got a little poetry. I could, uh, yeah. So you guys subscribe. So uh, um, make sure you subscribe to the E1B2 pod. Leave a comment under this episode. If we get enough comments, I'll, I'll read a poem to you guys if you're choosing. Okay. Uh, so look, today in this episode, we're going to talk about a few things. Um, we're going to talk about why Mindstand acquiring this podcast made sense. We're going to talk about my thinking on that probably first because I got to tee it up for you and then see if, see if it resonates with you. Um, we're going to talk a lot more about Mindstand. We're going to talk about the culture report. We're going to talk about engage the product. We're going to talk about um, uh, the dashboard. Um, we're going to talk about some other things within DEI and employee experience. And then we'll get out of here. How's that sound? That sounds perfect. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Um, so I guess for me, for those that are listening again, you know that you've been you know, there, there are some diehard listeners that, you know, you know, Michael, we have, 
we have folks that have been here since 2000 and what year is it? 2019, 2000, you know, 2020, you know, folks that, you know, because consistently every single episode, we're probably getting a few hundred downloads, right? So there has to be, there has to be 50 to 100 people that are just consistently ride or die from that period of time. And so what's that? Those are some day ones. Day ones, right? And so they've been there since like the startup EX days. They've been there from the Project 2030 days. They've been there from the days where um, I was actually trying to become a better chief people officer internally. So every day I would do like this journal and diary of like, here's, here's the situation I'm facing in this company and here's how I've been trying to approach it. Um, they had Jason Freed, the founder, uh, the founder of Basecamp on this podcast. I had high level HR leaders on this podcast, folks in VC. So they've been around the block to do a lot of different things with this content. Um, everyone else also knows that we now have crossed damn near six, 700 episodes. And so it got to the point for me where I don't want to say I was bored, but I kind of phased out of doing a lot of interviews. I kind of started to more foot centralize on a, and, and don't get me wrong, there's 200 plus interviews, you know, and then I started to phase out and do more of a solo content because I wanted more, I don't know, just fast, uh, digestible, quick, you know what I mean? Insights and perspective. Um, but the long and story short of it is, I felt that this podcast at this particular time needed a new face, a new energy, um, some new voices, uh, a larger platform. And the last thing I'll say, and then I'll tee it up for you, Michael, I've always been fascinated with the following characters, Joe Rogan's, you know, business acumen, Spotify, Dame Dash, and Jay-Z. Now you're probably asking what the hell do all those things have to do with each other? Well, Joe Rogan did an amazing thing and did a phenomenal deal with his podcast with Spotify and did an acquisition. Um, Jay-Z and Dame Dash are just phenomenal business people and have really talked about catalogs and content and how if you always have content, you essentially always have an opportunity to cash in. And, and, and I always felt that selling this podcast at some point to the right type of HR tech company would really do well for me long-term. I'll be able to stay on as a host continue to make content, be associated with a much bigger platform. And my stand just made a ton of sense. Um, the last thing I'll say, and finally, Michael, just do your own little rant as well. Um, it really takes someone that has trust and someone that sees the vision. I guarantee the next biggest HR tech platform and company, I believe it makes financial business sense to acquire content right? And make partnerships from a content perspective that really speaks to the ethos of HR and DE&I rather than always always putting pressure on the CEO or the internal team to make the content. There's so much content out here that can also expand the brand. And I think more HR tech companies are going to do that. So um, that's the end of my rant. I want to hear your thoughts on that, Mike. For sure. You know, and and this is something that, you know, I'm, I'm true to it, not new to it. Um, started my stand in 2018 and did everything, you know, from every day looking at Eventbrite to meetup.com and finding AI events, community events, culture and VC. So I've gotten to see this landscape change. And there's this term that I think so many people are trying to understand now, collective consciousness. 
collective consciousness. I think that's become so much more of a topic where collective consciousness was people in an office building, always knowing that on Thursday, the second floor would smell like bacon was people that always knew around December, the CEO would always have this talk about their family and their upbringing. This collective consciousness brought everyone together to think about culture and everyday experiences as one ubiquitous thing. And now people have their own forms of working and it's millions of miles, it's hundreds of miles away from the next person, but they're still repping the same company, still repping the same logo as where they wanna reside and really build their career upon. So when I hear company leaders say things like, I just want my employees to feel like they know they have a place to speak up, or I just know there's conversations that feel uncomfortable, that'll make others kind of uh, crawl out of their skin. They're really trying to say that collective consciousness is what they're trying to create you know, in a remote world. And it's so hard to do. It's so hard to do. I'm sure people know it's so hard to get everyone to fill out that survey on you know, the current climate of the world. It's so hard to get people to attend these trainings and lunch and learns, even though they're incentivized. So how can you bring everyone to a place of collective consciousness? And it usually happens with more personalized, more um, addressable ways to talk to people. And I think that's everything that the Employee First Brand Second podcast can do. And, you know, to be transparent, the MindStand dashboard, something that we've invested a lot of time and hours into, will be rolled out over the next couple of weeks. And we've been asked this question consistently by leaders. Thank you so much for making my job easier, but you haven't solved one part. You've helped me identify exactly what's the problem and how I can address it with people and how I can address it with people, but how can I address it with people? How can you sit with me you know, and really teach me how I can be a more conscious leader. And that's everything. You know, I'm sure four of the word, four of the statements I just said are podcast episodes within E1B2. So for the people, whether it's a VC that really cares about MindStand, uh, a company leader, you know, that I've had hours, days being able to work with, they all come to me from a point of vulnerability and saying, how can I be a leader around collective consciousness? And I really think that the episodes, the content, the story and the mission, you know, when it's really given to someone at that 11th hour where they really don't know what to do and they hear this prep, this pep, motivational, exciting voice and energy that you bring AJ, you know, with the right content, the right episode that they need to hear right then, you know, that's a win-win for all. So when I, you know, think about what's going on in the world and that we're a collective consciousness, I can't help but to feel like mind stands analytics paired with the vision, energy, and just notoriety of E1B2, it's going to help a lot of people. Hey, <laughs> see, that's that Barack Obama. <laughs> see, you go on these rants and it sounds so, you know, it sounds so poetic. Um, no, nah, that's right, man. And and I'll, I'll tell you one more thing and then we'll move on from this. Uh, being associated with my stand has also stepped up the game of, of the content of the new content and some some of the interviews that are to come right you know being associated with my stand now we're going to be rolling out interviews right rolling out interviews with chief people officers and heads of de and i and folks that are making the word of work and the people analytics space uh something you know something that's important to them you know potential future partners and collaborators and, and people that we'll work with um 
And then it also, you know, and I'll even look in real time here to see if I can like actually call out some actual episodes, but it also, you know, increased and, and improved the type of content I made, right? And so, you know, look into to my perspectives around DEI and creating a process agreement and decision-making protocols and baking DEI in the job descriptions and, you know, HR operating model and changes and um, organizing, you know, organizing, you know, in, in inclusive data and employee records and how to do so in a, in a more productive manner. Like, you know, we're, I'm kind of getting back into like the, the, the meat and potatoes of what our partners are really going to appreciate, Michael. You know, our chief people officers are going to look at this content and be like, oh, they're really, they're really talking that talk. You know, this isn't just, and I don't want to call it any podcast, but like, you know, in the market today, this podcasts are just like super high level, you know, HR, DEI, employee experience content, which is fine. But I think, um, I think having a partnership model, I think having, you know, a product that's going to be selling to pretty high level executives inside of companies, I think you want to try to deliver, I, I think you want them to be a fan of your content and actually learn something six months prior to them even buying the culture report or, you know, opting in to engage when they're deciding to recruit some folks or, you know, utilizing the product of my stand. Like you, you want them to learn about and, and be a fan of, you know, the perspectives of my stand before they even purchase anything. So um, uh, I'll close out my perspective on the podcast like this and then you can give me your thoughts. Um, it was a smart business move. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think it's very different. I, I will say that too. You know, we have an advisor that that supports us with marketing that it kind of never it caught his attention um, when we broke it down, um, and we did our due diligence. You know, we you know we we really talked about what was going to be the right or wrong, wrong thing to do. Um, we had a similar thing happen with Engage as well. So I don't know. My stand's doing some big things over here. It's different. It's 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 creative. And, and if anybody's, I also say that's in the HR space is listening, consider doing a business move like that. It makes a lot of sense, you know, to loop in Justin Timberlake randomly. It made a lot of sense for whomever bought Justin Timberlake's catalog. Now they're going to repurpose it. Michael now is going to have set, Mike, dude, you're going to have like a thousand episodes at some point to just, <laughs> you could just spit out content forever. And we were just talking before. I just want to say apologies. I don't know how I said 700 episodes would amount to seven hours of content just doing the math easily clearing 70 plus hours yeah easy clearing 70 plus hours right um but uh so yeah those are my thoughts and all of that i think it was a smart move um i i guess i can give myself a little bit of credit too um i'm i've been a very creative entrepreneur for years and i never thought you know i never thought in a million years i'd have content you know acquired that's interesting you know it's it's something I love to do. It's something I would have done and have done for free. Um, and, you know, I guess I kind of look at it like speaking, you know, like, like, yeah, I don't know. So it's, it's interesting. It's cool. It's dope. What are your last thoughts on the, on that acquisition? Yeah. And it, like, you can't understate the quality um, that you as viewers, as listeners will be getting, you know, and you've already received that for years now and it'll only get higher uh, with this opportunity. You know, you've mentioned Spotify, Joe Rogan, but think about Headspace. Think about Calm, these apps that are the billion dollar industry leaders when it comes to wellness, when it comes to directly coaching you on how you can improve your life today. You know, um, 
football uh, soccer star, sorry, that's a Nigerian enemy, soccer star Raheem Sterling uh, sat down with some of the, the mediators and talked through what calmness means to them. LeBron is one of the lead investors as well. And even Kevin Hart talking about how you can let loose as a comedian that has so many jokes and is really uh, decorated in their career. You know, when you bring unique perspectives just for the idea of connecting with people that we've done the due diligence and know want to hear more about a certain topic, especially around employee experience, we're only going to better enhance the lives and, and allow people to have more tools when it comes out to reaching people, which is why, you know, as part of this partnership, we made sure that we're not licensing this content. We're not putting this content behind a paywall. We want you all to hear and to get some of these gems that are going to be dropped. So I'm excited. Um, the market's ready for this. And I hope everyone here listening is just ready for another year, two, three, four, five years of great educational content. A hundred percent, man. Um, so I guess let's shift over to a couple quick things and we'll get you out of here. Uh, what, Let's talk about let's talk about engage, then the report, then the dashboard, right? Let's go up the ladder of like I think importance and relevance and things of that nature. Um, they're all important, but they all are in different priorities strategically, right? Um, let's talk about let's talk about what we're actually getting excited about with engage. We're about to we're about to contact the world <laughs> um, and and see what's going on here. Um, you saw the new version of what it looks like. It's looking good. It's look, it is looking good. Real good. Really good. Um, um, but more importantly, though, I want to talk about, so Engage had, had, has rather um, a new hire. It's a, you know, she's a, she's one of the facilitators and I'm, I'm bringing what she set up as something that I think I want to get your thoughts on. What Engage is doing is so simple. If you really understand it. And everyone listening knows about Engage. I've mentioned it a bunch of times. Um, but if you really break down the impact that Engage can have for diverse applicants, diverse talent, you can even shift it, Michael, and put it in the oil. You can even shift it. And actually, I want to get your thoughts on this live. Are you cool to do something random right now? Go for it. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> right, let's, let's be transparent, right? I've thought about presenting you, the CEO of this great company, MindStand, another idea, which is you could, you could white label the white label. What I mean by that is you could take MindStand, MindStand with the Engage product, and we could come up with an, we could come up with Engage as an onboarding tool. We talked about this in one of our meetings that we had. And, and for the listeners, I'll tell you why. Onboarding is one of the most, Michael, you know this, on, onboarding is one of the most vital moments of an employee's history with the company. You build your relationships there. You build your trust there. You understand your communication flows, your workflows. You, you understand your supervisor. You understand your work. You, you, you gather your footing. It's just like in American football, a preseason, just like in basketball preseason, it's practice in sports. It's, it's, it's the fundamental years of a child's life. Like you need to have a great onboarding process. Would you agree, Mike? Definitely. You have to. Every company has to have it. And most companies don't pay attention to it whatsoever. Most companies adopt a very simple, very traditional, very, you know, uh, structured HR process. And 
I think with Engage, if you, listen, if you take the process of what Engage does, which is facilitating an honest conversation across vast categories and really getting to the center of the truth and imagine having that for for the first six months available to, to new hires. All the same content, you're just, you're just taking the product and shifting it. There's a, there's a lot of objective value. Employees would be a thousand times more comfortable with their leaders. They would understand their leaders. They, they would know how to navigate their leaders' flaws. They would know how to navigate their leaders' strengths. Um, you know, alignment with their new with their new employees. I don't know. A lot of cool things could happen. So, what are your just quick thoughts when engaged, and then we'll move to the to the to the culture report? What are your thoughts on why it made sense for MindStand? Why you're excited to reach out to these 10, 15 companies? What are your what are your thoughts on all that? Yeah, it's honestly the same pitch. It's the same story we're telling and the same value we're adding to companies. It's just along a different life cycle. You know, we're going to companies saying you've already hired, you want to retain, you want to build, you've done things right, let's keep that going. But sometimes there's companies that say we can't use MindStand because we need a bit more. We need to do a bit more before we engage in the product. And that's where the term engage came from. We want to help end users, heads of talent to engage with their candidates better. And it's just that term, you know, trademark, I don't want to say trademark, coined by one of our um, advisors and we're continuing to use culture fit versus culture ad. And um, just to be quick, you know, uh, there's a lot of companies that want a culture fit. I want people that look like me, talk like me, work like me. Um, that leads to homogenous cultures where everyone's the same. But if you really put together culture ads, you know, who would have thought 20 years ago that the head of uh, Microsoft, the CEO would be an Indian born man that had British education. And look where Microsoft's going as a company. So when you want to add people to the culture, diverse people that add to the ideas that create that exponential growth that you want, you know, engage as a product to do it for you. So to keep it short, you know, we're helping with Engage create more culture ads. And this is the same, again, value prop that the MindStand product brings, but we're able to provide more value earlier in the process. Listen, man, this is this is phenomenal. If, if everything works out correctly, MindStand is going to be massive, right? If everything goes smoothly and perfectly, which we all have to believe it will, MindStand is going to be massive. It's going to be really reaching a lot of employees in this world. It's really going to be supporting a lot of diverse employees in this world. Um, and so Engage does that. And I guess the last thing I'll say on Engage, I, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I always have a gut feeling about it. I really believe in it. And, um, you know, Engage for me kind of, for those sports people out there, engaging me kind of feels like Lonzo Ball. And let me explain if you don't know who Lonzo Ball is. Lonzo Ball is a great defensive player, a budding star, but just he kind of gets hurt sometimes. Like he's trying to figure his place out in the league. That's what I feel like Engage does. Engage helps employees feel out if the company is going to be the right company for them, feel out their way, feel out their process, get things organized mentally and it allows the companies to do the same thing as they are bringing in applicants and talent. And why not live in a world that is authentic, that is transparent, that is honest. We're all different. We're all diverse. We, we all have different experiences, but we just want to feel equitable environments and experiences. We want to feel inclusive experiences and we just want to be heard, respected and loved. Right. And so, um, all right, let's move on. 
what about the culture report is exciting to you? You know, this is benchmarking. That term has been, you know, just used so often benchmarking. You know, we want to know where our company is, but companies aren't doing that. You know, they're sending the process to how they figure out where their company is, is so archaic. Um, I'm hearing stories on, you know, we've talked to companies 18 months ago and explained mind stand to them. And they said, no, we'll wait. We need to do a bit more DEI. We already engaged with the firm. They've given us the golden rate. They've already given us the 30 page onboarding handbook. You know, this is my friend. Uh, there's so many kind of pitfalls we're seeing when companies start to start their DEI journey. And I think the culture report, you know, completely eliminates that to the point where we're literally offering this for free of charge, just so we can give you that education to better you as an organization. So it's really a culture report, emphasis on report. You're taking this data and you're changing the way your company looks at culture as a whole. And so when I look at things like high and low engagement, when I look at things like positive or negative sentiment and how it can trend over time, we're telling you these really visual stories that um, really summarizes how your culture is trending. And it's broken down from, again, you know, tone down to engagement, down to reactions and even burnout. Things that take you months, months to figure out we're doing in 72 hours. So I think this is like um, arguably the most innovative DEI product in the market today. And I'll give you an example of how to realistically use it. You know, I, you know, I think. You know, I think I think I've been out of my chief people officer bag and I want to get back in it. You know, can I can I get back in it for a second? Hop in your bag and you're Duffy. <laughs> Here, here's an example of how to do it. Right. Um, what are one of the sentiments you said? Uh, micromanagement. Prior to even utilizing and purchasing and buying MindStand so that you can get that data so that you can recognize that Alice is burning out for whatever reason. Um, you should have, as a chief people officer, if you're listening, you should be having one-on-one conversations with Alice and every other employee, and you should have macro categories where you know where you know their preferences. I've never told you about this, but well, I think I had, I think I have actually, but I haven't gone in depth with it. But you know, I have, a, you know, I have a, another thing called Beyond Resume that is kind of the reverse of Beyond Brand, you know. And with be with Beyond Resume, the gist of that is employees, professionals, we all have our preferences. Michael, you have your preferences of how you want to run MindStand. You have your quirks, you have your flaws, you have your, 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 your benefits, you have things you're great at, things you're not so great at, um, things probably irritate you that you don't tell, tell it to the world because you want to come off as this amazing, you know, this amazing, happy guy. Um, we all have our ways of working. And it's important for, it's important to understand someone's ways of working. And so to get back to the culture report, if, if you as the chief people officer or the leader within a department are having a conversation with Alice, you should already understand what's going to make her uncomfortable, what's going to burn her out. Uh, examples in the past of when she was burnt out, um, you should have all of this information. You should have all this information. You should know what type of workflow and schedule and structure and moments and experiences will burn her out. And that should all be information that you get within the first six months of her being, being on your team. And then you go and purchase a tool like MindStand because then once it pops up on the report, you immediately already have a toolkit of what to do, 
okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give Alice a little bit more innovation, brainstorming, and strategic work for the next two weeks because she's really in the weeds administratively right now and she's freaking out, right? Bro, I just hopped in my bag. That is a tactical execution that every single person that, that, that runs departments, companies, people sectors would understand. And that's actually how you use MindStand because once you get the data, then as you already know, my, Michael, we have partners that can help companies do this. You then have to strategically figure out what to do next once you get the data that Alice is running out. Yeah, couldn't have said it even any better. Um, you know, intentional days of rest. I love, love talking about this. I believe Labor Day is coming up September 1st. Um, that's a month from now. Please, people officers, don't wait. Don't wait until there's a federal holiday for you to give your, your employees a day off. Please be a bit more intentional, at least a bit more intentional on listening, taking the time to be fully mindful when you ask employees for this data in surveys, and then using it as a way to say, how can we allocate times and days to create that level of connection? Because your employees will appreciate it tenfold. 100%, man. Um, all right. The last and not least product in the mind stand arsenal and tool belt. Um, just take it away. Yeah. Um, so everything we've talked about, you know, from the culture report and engage provides a, you know, um, you can call it shock value, provides this level of here's where we are. You know, you're looking in the mirror and seeing exactly where your culture is and companies need to do it. It's just a process. The thing I love saying is before you can go up, you have to know where you are on your journey. Um, up can be down if you don't realize that you're going down a hill. Um, so everything we've talked about helps put you in a position to understand your company and build processes in mind. But this MindStand dashboard, something that we've been working on for years now, again, worked with some of the biggest organizations in the world as design partners to bring this dashboard together, helps you manage and create a company culture that everyone feels bought into. These are metrics that come from the culture report but it's tied with recommendations in real time so that you can see, oh, there's been a dip in communication um, positivity. Let me click and see exactly what happened here. Let me check and see in real time how the sales team in Buffalo is able to communicate in a more inclusive way versus the sales team in California. So really the MindStand dashboard brings that interactiveness that you can filter a lot of these culture reports and get that inner insights. And when there is, you know, potential harm, harmful messages or flags, we like to say within your Slack or Microsoft Teams, the dashboard gives you a full process so that you can see what happened, understand the full context of this um, potential incident, and then be recommended, especially with this new acquisition, two to three E1B2 episodes that you can watch in real time. So this is the brain trust of culture, which is the MindStand dashboard. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a very powerful tool from the day that we've built it, how we've secured it to be scalable, how it's private and has already have two-factor authentication. And the, some of the biggest companies in the world are directly interested in utilizing this. But we're not going to make this something that only big companies can use. We're offering a beta trial 
were from now up until October 31st. So think between now and Halloween, you have the opportunity to test out this world-renowned platform, use it for free, better your culture, and give us some vital feedback so that we can do what we've been built and born to do, help people create more inclusive cultures. Hey, listen, I'm uh, I'm, I'm super honored to be a part of Mindstand, man. And um, actually, let me ask you a question. Let me do like a little like uh, review here. Do you remember in the very beginning when we did this deal, you were like, hey, are you going to be, you know, are you going to be locked in on Mindstand? Like, you know, what's happening? Like, you know, we really need you to be bought in. How, how are you feeling? Have you been... I think each and every month I'm feeling each part of my body, you know, sink deeper into the mind stand quicksand, uh, <laughs> mind stand quicksand. Um, and it's great, man. There's a lot of potential with this company. Um, I, I genuinely believe this company is going to go somewhere. Um, you know me, I'm a realist. I, I, I think, I think we got to keep working. I think there, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of work to do, but I think we can do it. Um, I think the HR space, HR tech space is a, a growing space. Um, and I think, I think you as a leader of this company and all the other, all the other leaders in this company and, and, and people that are, are taking this company seriously, I think they, um, I think we bring unique skill sets. And I think as the company grows, there's going to be more folks that bring unique skill sets and perspectives and, um, I think we're making a strong effort to, to, to shake up the game. I mean, that's all you can do. This is how we'll end it. An entrepreneurship period, that's all you can do. All you can do is give it a really great effort and trust God and or or whomever you believe in. You know, we you know, we don't want to directly call anyone race or one 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 ethnic spiritual. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, at the end of the day, I believe in my stand, love my stand, appreciate what my stand is doing. Um Appreciate you being the CEO of this company and uh, you close this out. Thank you all. Thank you all for another amazing E1B2 episode. So I'm going to say this right now. I want this episode also on the MindStand pod too, because this was, this was super powerful. Um, employees first, brand second meets MindStand. Thank you all for joining and we'll chat soon. Take care, y'all. Appreciate you.